This podcast is brought to you by The Empowerment Project. Research proves that empowerment self-defense training makes you safer, period. I want you to have a great self-defense toolkit so you can create strong boundaries, speak with confidence, and take up all the space that you deserve in the world. We'll hear stories from survivors and find out what worked for them and why. We'll interview leaders in the field and talk about tips, concepts, and really easy things that you could do to make yourself safer and interrupt the cycle of violence. I've taught self-defense classes for over 30 years, and I promise to teach you everything I know. Ultimately, I'm going to want you to get some in-person training, but a great empowerment self-defense class is more than just the physical skills. The list of things I want to teach you is endless, so let's get to it. My name is Sylvia Smart, and welcome to The Empowerment Project. Welcome, listeners. I'm very excited to introduce you to our guest today, Jill Shames. Jill's a martial arts instructor. She's a self-defense instructor. She's a social worker and a strong and powerful and self-confident woman. And she looks at what she does as an opportunity to bring healing and empowerment that can awaken the warrior inside every one of us, which really resounds for me. I love that. So Jill's been teaching empowerment self-defense for more than 25 years. She's a certified empowerment self-defense instructor and holds an advanced black belt in Okinawan karate. Through her work with students of all ages and all segments of society, Jill helps others become the heroes of their own life stories by unleashing their power. I love it. Welcome, Jill. <laughs> hey there, Sylvia. <laughs> so nice to have you here. There are so many things about you that I didn't mention in that little introduction, um, but as I was telling you a little bit earlier, it hit me as I was thinking about how to introduce you and all the things I would have to leave out, how wonderful this group of empowerment self-defense instructors is because there is this thing that we share, which is that our passion is deep and our set of skills, our education, our life experiences and our strengths they're so complex, but they all come together in this passion that we have for doing the work that we have anyway. That was it, that really hit me um, as I was thinking about talking with you today. And what I'd like to do with you is to have you share with our listeners a little bit about you and your journey, like what started you on this journey what came together to inspire you to do this journey? Like, what are things that, what are all the things that you do? I know, I know we have only so much time and you could talk with us for hours, but let's just say this at the beginning, you'll be back. So to give us like your overview kind of journey, please, if you would all be so right. kind. Alrighty. Well, you know, it's always hard to know where to begin. So I'm going to just begin with my brother. My brother was, my brother is wonderful. He's a little older than I am. And he was really badly bullied when I was a kid. So I wasn't, I mean, I got bullied some, but he got bullied a lot. And I, that left a real mark in my heart 
uh, and my soul that I had to see this person that I love go through that. And I think that that was one thing that was one influence. And another was that I was, when I was training as a social worker, uh, I did a training and I became a rape crisis counselor. So that involves sitting and listening to some pretty tough stories. Mm, And what ended up happening, yeah, what ended up happening was I would get home and I would lock all the windows and double check the doors. I mean, I really absorbed so much of the fear of the justifiable fear that these women had. Uh, And uh, one day, many years later, I was in my fifth month of pregnancy uh, with my second child. I woke up in the morning and I turned to my husband and I said, I want to study a martial art. And if it sounds like a disjointed story, it is. That is exactly <laughs> we, we have never figured that one out. But some, you know, now most things that a woman decides she wants in her fifth month of pregnancy, it kind of goes away over time. Well, this one didn't. So after my daughter was born, she was eight weeks old and I was out looking for karate schools. That's awesome. And that was in um, in the about in the winter of 1987, back when dinosaurs still roamed the earth. <laughs> so I, used to, I found my karate school and uh, that became the, a, a very important part of my life. And over time, I developed so much gratitude over that, that I wanted to give back. And I didn't think that everybody that I knew needed to take karate or would even, you know, bother, or wouldn't, and they wouldn't necessarily look great in that white uniform. So I, uh, I decided I wanted to study uh, how to teach women self-defense. And I looked for resources and found really good resources and really good resource people and ended up in the National Women's Martial Arts Federation, yada, da, yada, da. And I don't know, it's uh, just became a, a real important part of my life ever since. Well, something listeners might not know about you is where you live. Could you tell us oh, about I'm... that? Yeah, it, well, all you do is you drive like straight ahead <laughs> and then make a right. No, uh, I, I live in Israel. I live in a, in a town that's south of Tel Aviv. It's a town called Rehovot. And uh, uh, we're famous here for the Weizmann Institute, which is a great uh, science uh, university, a high-level graduate university. So, yes, I live all the way over here, but I was born in the United States, and so was my husband, and so were my children. So, you know, we're all uh, English speaker people. Right. You're connected. So um, you have something that you say at the start of every self-defense class that you teach. Would you share that with listeners? Yeah, this is really important, particularly because of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, At the beginning of every course, I say to people that self-defense, learning self-defense is really about the future. It's not about the past. And that means that whatever it is you had to do to get to class, to, to be in the room, to be able to function and be in that room with us, you must have done something right. And that I don't want anyone to give up anything of what they did right. 
the goal of studying empowerment self-defense is to is to have more choices so that you can make different choices if you want to and that that's that's what uh, that is a very important thing for people to understand and it's not true of every form of self-defense that's out there right it's the empowerment part of empowerment self-defense um and what that's go ahead that's that's right. We're really interested in what we do right, which is a lot more. Is I think it's more important than noticing what we do wrong, because if you know what you did wrong, you only know what not to do. You don't know what to do. And what Jill alluded to, what we're going to be talking about today is self-defense success stories yes are so cool (laughs) like i think i think you and i share that jill like it's one of my favorite things is like these stories about what people did right because yeah um so what we know what what got me what got me hooked on on the success story self-defense success stories is a statistic uh, there's a statistic that says that of, and this is talking about sexual assault, that only uh, one out of three sexual assaults succeeds. So I said to myself, well, that's interesting. That means mm. two of them don't. Right. And it, and I thought, well, you know, if you ask people, they'd say, well, somebody interferes or whatever. And I said, well, wait a minute, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's something else going on here. And I, I said, well, this must be, people must be talking about this all the time. What are the things that these women or these young men are doing that is making it possible for them to get out of these awful situations? And it turned out that nobody was talking about it. I know, <laughs> drives me nuts. <laughs> and like, and what, what we've talked about and what I've talked about with other people is that when like you, it's really kind of an attitude shift. You talked a little bit about that. Like the fact that you're here listening to this podcast, you've had experiences and you've survived them. And self-defense success stories, they're messy because oh yeah, yeah, it's like this happens and that happens and you feel uncomfortable and it feels so awful and you feel so violated and there's sometimes some shame and you know there's like some negative feeling. But but honestly, the fact that you are still alive to to to, to listen to this podcast means that you have successes. And so I'm really excited, Jill, to talk yeah. with you about them and to kind of refocus our perspective on what is a success story and I think that you have a favorite one or one that's currently your favorite that I'm wondering could you okay wait drop back and punt before we do that could you tell us how do you use self-defense success stories when you teach curious about that. Wow. Yeah. I use them a lot and I really try to find ones. One of them is I go into the, go to online, find all kinds of news stories. And I try to find, um, my favorite ones to find are uh, children and, and people over the age of say 70. 
Um, although I, I now know because I'm 60, almost 64, that 70 is not all that old, but anybody, but the people who I have to talk to think 70 is old. So, um, I, what I want to do is I want to find uh, stories about people where you would assume that they wouldn't be able to take care of themselves. And they do by all different sorts of means. Yeah. So those are the kind of things I look for. What I, the way that I, it it can be difficult to find success stories because nobody ever calls them success stories. Right. Right. Uh, They usually are called an attempted this or an attempted that. And you have to figure out how to, you know, when you find them, the only way to really find them is to go in past the headline and read the whole story. Sometimes I just want to kick somebody because you can see that they'll tell, oh, this guy did this and he did that. And, uh, and, and they barely mention the, the child or the adult who was in the story who was supposed to be the victim who refused to be a victim. Right, right. But so those ones really, and what I do is I go in, I try to read for the details. What did this person do that we can learn from? Yeah, which is what we're going to talk about today, which is so perfect. So, uh, and I just want to mention when I'm teaching, I use them to illustrate what we're learning or as an example, uh, sometimes like, especially if we're teaching something that is maybe hard to grasp or, you know, covered with denial, you know, some piece of something that might be deeply hidden, that power, that seed of power. Um, Sometimes success stories can really come in and kind of open up so that students can really start to think about things in a different way. So Mm -hmm. I think that um, self-defense success stories are so important for anyone who is wanting to learn about empowerment, self-defense, and also for us as instructors and anyone who might be listening who's an instructor to like really go on a, a, a binge through the news and like ask all your students, like, tell me what happened. Tell me how you got out of that. And just to really start collecting these stories. So um, Jill, tell us about your favorite or your current favorite self-defense success story. And then let's talk about what the person did right. And let's yeah, let's break it down. Well, there's this great story that I really love because it's really, it caught the media's imagination and it, 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 it really didn't follow the rules that a lot of these really good stories follow because the media reported it as a victory for this woman. It was clearly a self-defense uh, success story. Um, I have uh, the headline, one of the headlines in front of me now. It's about this woman who fought off an attacker at an apartment gym in Florida. This happened in Florida. And the reason it became so popular is because there were security cameras that filmed almost every second of this assault. So, so cool. you get to see right Everything. from the beginning what happened. Yeah. I mean, there were there are a few seconds where you see little like parts of, uh, you know, legs and hands flying uh, behind the kind of be from behind the camera, but most of the time you can see the expression on their faces. It's really clear. Uh, this is a wonderful video to watch. For some people, it could be uh, it, it it could be triggering. 
So it's worthwhile to think about or to be, if somebody wants to, wants to watch it, to learn from it, and they know that they have a sensitive, their nervous system is sensitive to this kind of stuff, uh, it's a good idea to do some uh, grounding exercises or some breathing or be with somebody who, you know, kind of helps you feel good and calm so that you can watch it and you can have it in your head. What did this woman do right? If you have that in your head instead of, oh my God, this is so scary, you'll find that uh, it can actually com- completely change your point of view. So the and, f- yeah. Sorry. Go, well, okay. Let me say one thing. I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. So listeners, Absolutely. please know that the link to this video is in the description of this particular episode of the Empowerment Podcast by Naga. So if you go back to that, you can click on that link and watch this story and you could even maybe watch it while Jill and I are talking and you'll also find all the stuff there about Jill if you want to contact Jill. So sorry for the interruption but keep going. Okay all right so we we have there's the footage is amazing um, at the beginning is really boring because what you see is her letting uh, she's uh, her, her name is Alma. I like that name Alma isn't that a nice too. name? Yeah it is a nice yeah. name. It's a it's a name that comes up in a lot of different cultures too. Um, anyway, she she's in this gym and apparently she lets this guy and it's a gym in the you know that's in a apartment building and you know how it is you're working out in your gym and maybe somebody couldn't find their key or whatever so you kind of let him in and she goes over and she goes over to the weights and he's kind of wandering around doing nothing uh, staring at himself or whatever and she's just minding her own business. And I expect that she's starting to get a little, you know, you can't tell from the, from the video cause she's concentrating, but she's probably starting to get the, some of those feelings in her body that tell her that something is not quite right here. Um, and, uh, you can't see that she's necessarily looking over to check the guy out, but I can see that she's, she's checking out her telephone. So she'll be able to do her reps. And every time she picks up that telephone, it's on the same side as he's on. So pretty interesting. I wonder yeah, about that. Yeah, I wondered about that and he too. Eventually, she gets done with her reps and he comes over and approaches her. And she's t- telling him, yelling at him to get back and get away. And she, uh, he, start, he, puts his, he comes straight for her and she puts her hands... Uh, she, right up and she pushes him away and then she starts trying to get around him and she tries she gets between the equipment and him which is such a smart isn't that a great idea yeah. so yeah. that he can't reach her yeah and she's trying to get access to the door she's got her phone in her hand she's trying to use the phone to call for help how about that for an amazing thing and then when she couldn't use the phone to get help she starts smacking him with the phone and she's going after, <laughs> you know, that's using technology yeah. and then she's, and she's going for his face, which is a, a really good target. It looks like the face and the neck. There's a certain point where she goes down to the ground. And what's interesting here is this is something we teach is that she's in a position where there's not much he can do. I mean, he's got her trapped down there, but, there's not much she can do, but there's also nothing much he can do. And she, it's like, she takes a few seconds to breathe. And then the whole, the fight starts up again. And then she, they move out of camera range. And uh, then the next thing you see, you can see him kind of staggering around and she runs for the door and she's out that door. 
just amazing. Amazing. Use, she used her voice. She used. To, she tried to stop him. She kept an eye on him. She uh, she tried to move out. Of, she moved out of one room and moved into the other. She used to use the equipment to block uh, to block him. She took. She knew when she was in a position where uh, she had a second to rest and recover, and then she was right back in the fight as soon as it became necessary. And she never ever gave up. She kept going. She kept going. Now, a lot of people, because they see the word self-defense associated with this, think that she's a self-defense person. She's in really good shape. She lifts weights, whatever. But she's not a trained self-defense person. She's just a powerful, determined woman. She, you know, there's something that I talk about in my classes where you've got to really connect with that wild animal that's inside you, that mama bear, the, you know, the tiger, the whatever it is, and go 110%. And that's what she did. She did not give up. She gave it everything she had. And she was so, yeah, she was just like seeing what the, you know, what the opportunities were and not feeling, uh, not shrinking, but getting bigger. It was awesome to watch her. It was. It, and it, yeah, it is scary to watch. And you know what? That, that, that why it gets scary to watch is because we're all programmed to have, uh, we have mirror neurons and we're all in a way connected to each other so that we're kind of feeling a little bit of what she's experiencing. That's where, that's where some of that scary stuff comes from. Right. But we have to remember to, uh, she, when she left that room, I don't know what she was feeling. But I do know what happened after that, and that is that she, well, she spoke up, she told her story, and she turned it into a big, even bigger success. She started sponsoring self-defense classes for women. Amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yep. She said every, everyone should be able to fight back. And this is such a, like, the telling part is such a big part of our classes, too, the communication is as she communicated what happened to her, she made the world safer for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. she really did. Yeah. And she gave us all, she sort of opened that part of your brain that says, hmm, I don't know, maybe, maybe I could. But, you know, the, I'll tell you what's negative about this. Well, there's nothing negative about the story, but what the negative side of the story is that sometimes you can look at that and you go, well, she's superwoman. And that's why, you know, she <laughs> yeah. was so big. So that's why it's always really important to bring in a story of something else. I'll t- um, one of my favorite self-defense stories uh, was a woman in her 80s who was driving and she went to a she went to a gas station and she's kind of filling up her car and some guy comes over and he's trying to, you know, he's trying to grab at her or something or take her wallet, whatever. And she just took the gas nozzle and started pouring gasoline on him. <laughs> crafty, crafty. I'm telling you, Loving she it. had she had a weapon in her hand. She used it. It did what she needed it to do. And she, that is a self-defense story. It's a wonderful one. It's a total success story. And I had one, if it was a few weeks ago, I was at a women's professional group teaching at a big like technology company here in Portland. And after class, a very small woman came over to me and 
was crying and she said, could you help me figure out what I could have done differently in this situation? And immediately I just kind of took a deep breath and asked her to tell me everything. Like just, yeah, let's sit down. Why don't you tell me everything? And her um, intimate partner uh, got violent with her and she ended up thrown to the ground, um, hitting her head. She was between the toilet and the shower on a tile floor. Mm -hmm. And uh, she felt like she couldn't do anything. And she felt so trapped. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she was crying and it was a really, it was a really hard story for her to tell me. And then she shared how she just kept moving and wiggling and yelling and straining. And then finally she could kick and she could get him off her and she could get out of the bathroom and she could run. And like, what could I have done? What could I have done differently? And I was like, oh my God, honey, you did it. Like this is a success. Like, are you kidding me? This is like to celebrate and I know it feels so hard and I know you're having these like confused feelings about like why you and why you know Mm -hmm. what was vulnerable about vulnerable about you that it you know you ended up in this position but look at how strong you are and look at how you got away and that you're alive and you're here taking a self-defense class like oh I just wanted I know I know it's like this is a success story and it does feel uncomfortable and hard and messy and but yeah but it's a success (sighs) that's right that's right so a lot of I think um we need to find a way to turn the way that we define success we need to figure out a way to turn it around success doesn't mean that nothing happens (laughs) yeah life happens yeah things are going to happen things are going to happen I mean you could say well so I could see that somebody could, could say, or that maybe even this young woman who was so amazing, Alma, in that gym, mm-hmm. she might have said to herself afterward, oh, I should never have let him in. But she was just living life. That's, right. that's nothing, you know, that, was that wrong? Was it unwise? I mean, what, what, but who could have ever thought? But, but that is, a, a lot of times we get really focused on, uh, on a something that we did that might have been on the negative side from our perspective. And it's really important to understand that it's our neurology to think that way, that we are programmed to see the negative because our nervous system needs to see all of the dangers in our environment. And we often can't see the positive because we don't need the positive in order to survive, but we do need the positive in order to thrive. And so so we have to make a real effort to see what's positive in there and learn from it. So let's give ourselves a pat on the back. Yes. Lots of pats on the back. And to, and here's the other thing, Jill, that I would say to listeners is think about it. Like think about all those challenging, maybe traumatic, really difficult situations that you've been in over the course of your lifetime and see what you can do about reshaping that into mm-hmm. your success story that you can share with others. And in fact, I would say this, like contact Jill, contact me. You're going to have ways to do that in the description of this episode. 
share your stories with us. And, you know, just email us or text us or Facebook message us or whatever you want to do, whatever is easy for you. And I would say this even more, if you are so inspired, come on here and talk to me and share with everybody else, like your amazing heroic success story that you were able to flip the script on and flip your perspective on. So yeah. And if you're, if you're not sure that it's a success story, it's, it's, talk to us and we'll, help you, us. Lo- we'll help you look <laughs> yeah. through it. Well, we will. we'll help you look through it. We will. We, what, we, what we can tell you from, I mean, I can, Sylvia and I talked about this and what we can tell you guys is that from our experience working with hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't look at their success stories as success stories. They, they think there was some kind of failure there. Yeah. But if, my, I think it's always it's really important to remember that if that if you're standing there and you're able to tell your story, you must have done something right. <laughs> you survived. You're a survivor. It's amazing. We have, that's what that's the that's the bottom line, isn't it? Yep, yeah, yeah, that is. You they should, they should give out a prize for that. You're victorious, and we want to give you a round of applause. Yay, you! Yo, you go, girl, you go. We love you. You go, boy. Yeah, you go get them. Um, So as a little, thank you, Jill. As a little wrap up, is there is there anything else that you'd like to say about success stories or about you? And yeah, let's have you back and let's do this again. Let's talk about some more success stories. But as kind of a wrap up, is there anything you want to talk about? Um, 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 I'm thinking. And I love the bird that we hear in the background, by the way. Yes, we, we are a little, we have, he's not even in the room with me, but he's, he, he has something to add. <laughs> Nearly. Yes, he always stories. has something to add. <laughs> I think um, uh, there, there's, wow, there's a lot, there's so much, there's so much, but I think the most important thing for me is, I am so excited to be able to do this because it's sort of a um, kind of one of those hidden passions, you know, and nobody, I mean, I can't walk around and tell everybody when I see these stories, I get so excited and, you you know, the people around me don't want to hear it. So this will be really (laughs) great to be able to share it with people who, uh, who can really appreciate uh, how exciting it is. I love it. uh, there are wonderful stories about just everyday people who do amazing things that I'm sure they don't think are so amazing. I agree with you. And and we even were like joking around about like the self-defense success corner. Like maybe we come back yeah. regularly and talk through self-defense success stories. And then the other thing that I wanted to say is that um, we're going to actually stay on and we're going to keep recording. And the next thing that Jill and I are going to record is the a similar self-defense success stories for kids. And it's going to go onto the, uh, what do I call it? What's the name of that thing? The Power Up Kids it Self-Defense will... Podcast. And yeah, so when we'll... I heard, when I heard it was called Power Up Kids, I was, uh, my, my name on, um, I'm kind of remember a blogger or something like that is uh, Power Up Mama. Oh, love <laughs> it. Power Up, everybody. Um, all right, Mama. All right, everybody. <laughs> so, if you want to hear more success stories, if you you know you want to 
listen to another one, go over to that podcast and, and check out the, the kids one too. So for this, uh, the Empowerment Podcast by Naga with my wonderful guest, Jill Shames. Jill, thank you for coming on and for sharing yourself, your passion, your stories, your knowledge, your wisdom, your love. And uh, thank you. It's affirmation time. This is how I end every self-defense class. It's kind of cheesy, but it's very cool, and this is how it works. We're going to do like a little call and response. If you can say this out loud, if you can repeat after me, do it, because it's important, I think, for you to hear your own voice. But if you can't, like if you're on a crowded subway or someplace where it's embarrassing, don't worry. You can also just say it inside your head. Okay, so I'm going to say something and you're going to repeat it after me. I'm going to give you space to do that. And at the end, we're going to say yes. Here we go. Repeat after me. I am worth protecting. I love myself. I belong. I deserve to take up space on planet Earth. I am a strong and powerful person. Yes! Woohoo! And hey, as a wrap up, will you do me a favor? Will you do all the things that you do when there's a podcast? Like, will you tell your friends? Will you subscribe? Will you come back each week? communicate with me, review this podcast, like all those things to help get more bandwidth, help more people find out about it. That would be super awesome. Take a deep breath. You are amazing. Thank you for being with me. See you next time.